0: When you're Almost Famous, you just might find yourself live on air on W.A.T.D. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to Hour 2 of Almost Famous on 95.9 W.A.T.D. It's the start of the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour and the beginning of the Almost Famous podcast, we introduce you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday night, and that's brought to you each and every week by Tiny and Son's Glass. My name is John Shea. Tonight, we are being joined on the Tiny stage by Savoir Fair. Good evening. How are you doing?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: I am great. Thank you for venturing to the South Shore tonight. Of
1: course. Thanks for having me. For
0: Anytime. So, so for those who might not be familiar with you, give us an introduction.
1: Oh, well... um, well, my name is Sarah, <laughs> but uh, when I'm performing, I go by Savoir Faire, and um, I'm a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and, um, yeah, writing jazzy tunes that are also rock tunes that I don't really know how to describe the genre, I guess.
0: <laughs> Love that. So, so so talk about the name Savoir Faire. How did that happen?
1: Well, um, so I'd been performing out... For Years just with my own name um, and uh, my full name. Well, my prof- my uh, I don't want to say professional name, but my the name I often go by, yes, was it's not exactly my full full name, but is Sarah Fard. My my full last name is Fahri Fard, which I, I don't ever use in my day to day life, honestly. <laughs> it's always Fard, so um. I was using that a lot and then I started playing with other musicians occasionally and and we'd get billed as like the Serafard Trio or the Serafard Quartet and I was like, you know, I don't really love the sound of any of that for a few reasons. Um I don't I don't really want my name in it because it's it's if I'm working with other musicians at the time I wasn't really comfortable with that cuz it, it wasn't just about me. Um I didn't like it to feel like it was like my band or whatever. And then um I also just didn't want my name out there because I'm also a public school teacher. So I'd, I'd like some sort of facade over it <laughs> to keep those two worlds separate. And um, eventually, I was, you know, we're brainstorming names. I was so bad at naming things unless it's like a cat or something, you know. So um, we were coming up with different names that, that still sounded a little jazzy. And then I settled on Savoir Fair because it has the same initials as my name, but it, it sounds um, a little classier. And the the definition also hints at that the savoir faire. You have a certain sense of sophistication, which I hope to sort of portray through my music. But then the whole band thing sort of um, dissipated. So like sometimes I perform with a band, and sometimes it's just me, and and often it's also myself and and bass player Andrew Morrow. Um, so it sort of changes depending on the the gig, but. I I suppose I could say self Faire is mainly just me now, and that's okay. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's went through this process, I guess.
0: And I love the name to it. It kind of has like an an unpredictability about it.
1: Yeah, but it's hard to spell often. (laughs) As (laughs) we were talking before, I misspelled it myself Um, (laughs) on my website. I need to go edit that. But um, that that has been a challenge because you're at a show, you say like, hi, I'm self Faire, follow me online. And people are like, well, I don't know how to spell that, so... So um, I've started, in past two years, uh, these little LED um, letter boxes have become popular for college dorms, so I, I made one up, I bring that with me, but I also have pens with my name on it, and who doesn't need a pen? Like Everybody's that. Like, oh, no one knows how to spell this. So here you go.
0: I had a woman <laughs> on uh, not too long ago um, named, uh, at the time she was going by Krista uh, Ganeidick. Oops. And she's uh, since changed to, to, to Crystal Naya. But when she was Krista mm-hmm. Ganeidick, she actually wrote a song to teach people how to spell her name.
1: That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my thinking was like, oh, Bonnie Vare did it. Everyone liked him. But I have to remind myself... That it's Bon Iver, not Savoir Yeah. Well, well, so,
0: so, so for somebody who's, who's worked in radio, and when Bon Iver first came out, I mean, I heard some crazy mispronunciations. Yes, Bon Iver is <laughs> Yes, Bon Iver is one I heard. <laughs> so I was really we're, we're just talking about, about your sound and on your website, or I think it's on your Facebook page, you're described as jazz noir with a rock and roll twist. Now, how did you come up with that particular description?
1: Well, um, when trying to enter in the description of the genre box, I didn't really know what to say because I'd say jazz um you know I studied jazz guitar in in my undergrad and um I started out as just playing jazz standards um I didn't have the confidence to like do my own stuff for a long time so I started out with jazz but then as I progressed into writing my own stuff I felt like that was still a part of it but when I said jazz people expected like a jazz combo or or, or a big band and that was not what I was doing and I, that would be a letdown you know <laughs> So so then if I said jazz rock that sort of implied jazz fusion. So I was a little lost there and one day um I finished up a set and the the woman at the bar said, "You have a nice jazz noir sound." And I liked the way that sounded, so I kind of <laughs> adopted that. I I hope that it conveys a sense of a, a little bit of darkness in it, which I think Plays into a lot of my music. It's 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 jazzy, but it's it's not um, as much as I love the jazz love ballads, it's it's not like that. Understood.
0: <laughs> well, how about an example? Let's hear your first song tonight.
1: Sure. Um, this song is called Education.
0: All right. We have several affair on the Tiny Stage, 959 eighty eight. It's all yours. <laughs>
2: The best in Down You're gonna burn it down Burn it right to the ground
0: Of Savoir Fair on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. That was incredible. Nice job. No, thank you. Yeah. Talk about what that song's about. How did you write that one?
2: Well,
1: um, I, I, I'm a teacher, so I spend much of my day in education. And um, I guess I felt a little disheartened. This, I wrote this song a, a few years ago. And. Um, as much as I believe that everyone deserves an education, i I didn't feel that um, that 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 was valued by um, everyone, I guess, and then of course you can't get everyone to agree on everything, but it, it was kind of um, throughout my I, I just started my eleventh year teaching, which, which sounds wild to me, and I guess as you go through that. There are a lot of things you encounter that that are inspiring. There are a lot of things you encounter that become disheartening, and and it. Um, I hope that we can um, continue to go in the right direction on that. I I know that Massachusetts is in the process of possibly funding our education more, and and I I hope that uh, I know Massachusetts compared to many other states does does a great job with ed- education, and I do very much appreciate that. Um, so I so I hope that um. I'm not very good at articulating this, am I? Because no, you're I'm doing great. trying to dance around some things.
0: <laughs> no,
1: um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, education is so important to me, and it gives you a lot of power. And education also comes in a lot of forms. It's not just the type of education that you get in a formal school setting, and everyone deserves that power. So that's, that's great. That's
0: that's well said. <laughs> and I understand who you you were talking uh, before we went to the show tonight that you you kind of. Uh, got your feet wet teaching here on the South Shore.
1: I did. My first teaching gig was in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I was I was hired like the day before school started. It was a wild ride.
0: <laughs> well, my my uh, my mom's a teacher, and my, I've got many friends who are teachers, oh. so I I respect everything you do.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So, when did music enter your life? When did you realize that you wanted to be a a, a songwriter and a guitar player and a, and a singer?
1: Um, well, um, music and art has always been a part of my life. I mentioned earlier that my mother is an artist, a visual artist. She uh, was an art teacher, and um, there was a lot of music just in the household. My my father is not a musician, but he listened to a lot of music. Music was always playing in the car. Uh, I think that's when when I took in the most music in terms of an informal education and in listening just from the Beatles to the police, to the cars, Jim Croce, Frank Sinatra, soundtrack to Batman Returns. <laughs> like all that stuff was sort of infiltrating my brain. And then um, I started piano lessons when I was in third grade. But um, as I'm sure you recall, in the 90s, this sort of girl power, singer-songwriter wave came in. And and um, I, I saw Jewel on... TV or heard her on the radio or something and and I I suddenly thought I want to do that like yes. I,
0: I want to play guitar so um Spirit is I think one of the, one of the most underrated albums of the 90s
1: It is a great album Pieces of You was great Spirit uh, had a little more rock yeah, vibe it, wood, I think it did but I still remember um getting the I I got the cassette tape to Pieces of You only knowing the singles from the radio and we'd get in the car and um, put it on, and, and the first track, Pieces of You, comes on, there's some colorful language in it. <laughs> my mom's like, what did you just buy? <laughs> you know, because at the time I was maybe like 11 or 12, but but then I, I got my guitar lessons, and um, it was always something I wanted to do, but I didn't really know how, and I, I did like a rock band when I was in high school, and we'd write songs and all that, so it was, it was always sort of part of my adolescence into adulthood, but I... Um, as I started in college and all that, I mentioned I, I would just kind of do jazz standards, and I'd write some songs on my own, but I never performed them for anyone. I kind of kept those um, to myself because cause that was kind of an intimidating idea to bring that out there. So I didn't really do any of the public singer-songwriter stuff on my own until I moved to the Boston area, um, and that it took a while to get my feet wet in that too because I was just sort of...
0: Self conscious, yes. <laughs> How did you overcome that?
1: Lizard Lounge Open Mic Challenge. Ah, yes, that's exactly what I did. I uh, I would Bianchi. go Tom Bianchi. owe a lot to that band. Um, happy belated birthday to Tom. <laughs> and I uh, I was going there and 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 um, having a good time while also doing my first uh, year in Bridgewater. And, and that open mic goes really late at night.
0: Yes, it does. Um,
1: so I wasn't sleeping much. I was like trying to get to an open mic most nights of the week while also doing this job that I was way in over my head at. And um, one day, Tom said, You need to, if you know, you're good, which I appreciate him saying, but you need to write, uh, you need to do an original song and then we can pick you for one of the top three at the end of the night. So I pushed myself to do that one night and I won. So I kept awesome. doing it. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It was <laughs> like forever ago now. But yeah, it was just the boost I needed, I suppose.
0: Very cool. Well, let's hear some more music. What are we listening to next?
1: Well, um, I am in the process of um, finishing up two singles with Bare Tone Studios, which is a, a local studio um, run by Devin Dawson. And this is the first time I've worked with a producer, which has been great. Uh, great learning experience for myself and how to craft a song that usually just goes through the process of my brain. That's it. So I'm going to play one of the songs that's coming out from that. And uh, this song is called 1945.
0: All right. We have Savoir fair on the tiny stage tonight. It's all yours. 95.9 W.A.T.D.
2: one scene all time stopped a fist raised and all power sawed what could you do the jaws a dropped and knees were locked move another inch towards that midnight clock knock out my breath Get it while it's hot, what could you do? Did you want it to rain? Did you want it to pour? Did you want it to change? Well, I'm feeling a little sick from this taste in my mouth. Did you want us to be sons or witches while we sewed the stitches? You, did you want it to? Rain, did you want it to? Rain, did you want it to? Did you want it it to? Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Savoir Fair on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Great job on that.
1: Thank you. I realize it's long.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. Great late night music. Love it. We are up against our first break. We have to take a quick time out and uh, hear a word from Tiny and Suns Glass. We have more with Savoir Fair on the tiny stage right after this. We're your radio station, the South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. It's the Tiny Stage Hour. I'm John Shea. We introduce you to independent bands and musicians every Tuesday night from 8 till 10, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And tonight, we're on the Tiny Stage with Savoir Faire. How you doing?
1: Good. Hi. (laughs) Good to be here.
0: Good to have you here. So uh, give us another introduction, if you would, for those who may have missed the first part of the show.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, Hello. I am a savoir-faire, when I'm performing anyways, and I am a singer-songwriter, guitarist from the Boston area playing jazz, noir, rock and roll.
0: Love it. Love that description. (laughs) And share with us uh, maybe your website and any social media pages you might have out there.
1: Sure. Well, you can find all of the links at savoir Spell that for us if you would. Absolutely. S-A-V-O-I-R. F-A-I-R-E com, I know, so easy to spell. And um, um, Savoir Fair Music on Instagram, Savoir Fair on Facebook.
0: Um, with that said,
1: there are a couple other Savoir Fairs out there. A lot of them are like catering services. I think and... I saw a
0: Christian artist too the out there.
1: Really? That's too funny because so <laughs> um, people used to look up Sarah Fard music because that's my name. My name is Sarah Fard, but they would find... A um, a Christian.
0: Oh, that's what it was. It was was under that name. Yeah.
1: So, um, which was so ran, not really random. In 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 America, uh, Sarah fard doesn't seem like a super common name, but um, Fard is Iranian. So there's an Iranian singer apparently who who sings Christian music, and and she's also a musician obviously. So we have the same name and we're both performing musicians. So if you look up Sarah Fard music, you're going to find her instead and it's going to sound quite different. So that (laughs) I forgot. That's another reason why I go by Software. Fair.
0: Awesome. (laughs) That is cool. And any upcoming shows that you can share with us?
1: Sure. Um, I've actually got a pretty cool show coming up on December 4th, but I I myself am not performing. I'm hosting it. It is a showcase of local guitar players. Um, I started this concert series I started the idea for this concert series a few years ago. I started interviewing other guitar players in the area and trying to get a very diverse array of guitar players, different genres, different backgrounds. Um, And and I just post about them on my social media, which doesn't have a huge reach, but it was just my way of trying to stir up the conversation, I suppose, as a music teacher who um, is also a guitarist. I I felt like... um, just our, our stereotypical examples were all kind of the same of what a guitar player is and instruments do get gendered often in music education. There's a lack of representation of different types of people. So it's just my effort in trying to get that out there. And then I um, put together my first show based off of those interviews last May at the Burn with five wonderful guitar players. And we also raised money for Girls Rock Camp because the idea was that, that I really wanted to Give a platform for those musicians, but also give back to an organization that I felt was doing its its work in supporting the guitar heroes or musicians of the future who might be typically underrepresented. So this time around, I've got four guitarists. I've got Donna Vatnick and Chris Walton and Andrew DiMarzo and Amy Mantis, who will be performing at the Byrne on December 8th. And we are going to also raise some funds for the Boys and Girls Club of Boston's music clubs which I'm really excited about. So that is December 8th at the Burin. Um I will not be performing. I am simply hosting it. If you want to catch me perform, I'll be at the Jungle in Somerville, which is a really great new venue on December 19th.
0: That's cool. And uh, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of your latest album.
1: That's true. Yeah, it took me a really long time to put out an album. We'd had some demos here and there done. Um, and a lot of that kind of came from myself just not wanting to fundraise for it and not having the funds myself to do it so um finally I decided well I'll just record it at home um Andrew who plays bass with me helped help me out with much of that and I so we recorded the bass and the guitar and the vocals at home and then in terms of the drums I I wrote out all the parts um in notation, on notation software, like the bass is doing this and the hi-hat is doing that on this beat. And then I exported that. Um, and then we sent it out to California to our friend Patrick Dacey, who's doing really cool things out there in, in LA. And, and he has a better know-how in, in terms of production. He kinda took those drums and made them sound a little bit better. Um, and and then everything else was just recorded in our closet at home. So it's definitely a, a do-it-yourself type of project. Awesome. But I, at that point, it kind of felt like it needed to get out there. You know, about time.
0: That's cool. <laughs> We're talking with Several Fair. We're on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. And let's do another song. What do you want to share with us next?
1: Sure. I'm going to play a song called Sunday, which is off of that album. And I also did a uh, recording at Revival House Records in Boston of this song as well. So you can find two versions of it up on Spotify. And this song is kind of hearkening back to a lot of the jazz standards that I learned when I was kind of getting myself out there as a singer because I didn't really think of myself as a singer. And um, those songs really helped me. I was really inspired by Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass and their duets. So so those lyrics aren't really evoking that. I hope that the
0: rest of the vibe is. All right, let's hear it. Savoir Faire 95.9 WATD.
2: Always going faster, by life Painted alabaster It doesn't matter which way you spin Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win too Someday, someday, someday Brother, I'm catching raindrops from the clouds I guess that I misheard them It doesn't matter anyhow My life, it's always going faster My You can paint an alabaster It doesn't matter which way you spin Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win Till someday, someday, someday
0: very cool. That's Savoir Fair on the tiny stage tonight. 95.9 W.A.T.D. Love your scatting, too. That sounds really cool. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's sort of this thing I started doing when I was playing out on my own because it was just me and, um, you know, I didn't have a looping pedal or anything at the time, so I got do either do a chord melody solo or just scat over the chord. So, I, again, listening to a lot of Ella and just... Kind of winging it.
0: <laughs> you mentioned, too, that, you know, the guitar plays a heavy part in your performance. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are we listening to tonight? What, what are you playing?
1: Oh, um, I am playing my Ibanez Artcore. Um, I can never remember the exact model number, but I know they don't make this one anymore. Um, they do sell the Ibanez Artcore semi-hollows, but they're a little bit lighter. Um, this one has a an oddly long head, it doesn't fit in a lot of guitar cases, <laughs> but um, it's a beautiful instrument and it's honestly, it's not like an expensive instrument. I got it in college because I needed a jazz guitar and I was playing all my jazz stuff on a Fender Strat, which is fine, but my teachers... Um like you need a jazz guitar, it's about time. <laughs> so he recommended this to me, and I'm so glad that he did because it served me well over the years.
0: Sounds amazing too.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I get a lot of compliments on it. Plus, it's a unique color. Not that on radio you can see, but um, some people tell me it's green. Some people tell me it's black. It's gray. It's, I see it as brown. It's it's an interesting instrument. <laughs> you never really know what it is.
0: That's cool. <laughs> so we were talking, too, about your, your project, A uh, Guitarist Is. Yes. You've got the show coming up at the Burn in a, yeah, about a week and a half or so. That. I'm curious to know, which guitarists influenced you?
1: Um, that's a great question, because um, when it comes to jazz, there are some great jazz players that I do admire, but I always paid more attention to the vocalists. Um, so I suppose, I mean, I, I do enjoy Wes Montgomery's style and Django Reinhardt's style, but in terms of who I listen to when when... When learning, I did listen to a lot of Joe Pass. As I mentioned, his duets with Ella Fitzgerald were very informative to me. Not that I can play anywhere near his level, but the way he balanced um, accompaniment with soloing with a vocalist. Um, and I also just love his tone. Um, but I grew up listening to a lot of rock. So, of course, the first guitar player that um, inspired me, as I mentioned, to pick up the guitar was Jewel Kilcher. And... Um, I play fingerstyle, even though I'm not playing bluegrass or or folk. But it is something I picked up in my first guitar lessons because there was a lot of folk guitar in it, and because I wanted to, you know, be like Jewel and learning her songs. She's a great fingerstyle player. I had the pleasure of seeing her perform this past December, and um, something I guess I'd always been so focused on her guitar and her songwriting, and I knew she was a good singer, but man, I didn't, I didn't understand just how good of a singer she was until I saw her perform live and it's it's like an operatic sound that comes out of that woman um so definitely her and then as I got older um and and um got more into the the current rock Matt Bellamy from Muse was a huge inspiration to me and of course it's a very different style but I got really into Muse in in high school and then college and then I I saw them perform when I was, again, my first teaching job in Bridgewater. And I was very, I was feeling very down that year. It was a tough year. So to see that performance live was very invigorating for me. Um, And um, any of the guitar players from Radiohead to um, listening to a lot, I mean, I listened to Radiohead for so long, but after I really started listening to In Rainbows, I started thinking more about my tone as a guitar player and paying attention to just how to get that because I I never really owed myself the time I was just like well I'm jazz so we just like play clean right <laughs> we don't we don't fiddle around with that and um, yeah Saint Vincent too just very recently I I listened to her when she started playing um, on college radio and thought of her more as a singer songwriter I didn't realize exactly who I was listening to in terms of a guitarist and and of course her career has just skyrocketed um, so that's also very inspiring. So very different styles of players, but maybe somewhere in this music you can hear it. I don't know. <laughs> really not sure if it's all in there somewhere.
0: I think it is. It's a very diverse sound. So I like it. It <laughs> okay. kind of has, like, has like, influences from all different directions. So true. true. Love it.
1: True. Let's
0: do another song. What do you want to share with us next?
1: Um. Let's. I I would love to play an an older tune. Actually, this this one's never really been recorded, but um, it's called Always Sometimes.
0: Alright, Savoir Faire 95.9 WATD, the tiny stage is yours.
2: Beware of the mind. It's a faulty but cunning machine. You can't always be sure what it means or implies, and you can't have a clear view. When one walks to the beat. To another drum with two left feet We throw down the gavel Of what we fail to grapple The rhythm winding inside The melody That won't cease The turn of the screw The oasis That was never in view The film is skewed no matter how many times it is viewed, it is filmed in black and white. It is has had a rewrite, but the writer never knew. <laughs> the day melody that won't cease the turn of the screw The oasis that was never in view Oh, it's true. We all have a few marbles to It is wrong and it is right depending on the type of light. It's always there sometimes. It is wrong and it is right depending on the type of light. It's always there sometimes. It is wrong and it is right depending on the type of light. It's always there.
0: Sometime Awesome, Savoir Fair, 95.9, W-A-T-D. Great job on that. Thank you. Share with us your website again for those who uh, may have missed the first uh, time sure. you mentioned it.
1: Sure, it's Fairmusic.com. So that's S-A-V-O-I-R-F-A-I-R-E-Music.com
0: so when you're writing a song, how do you use your guitar as part of the composition? How do you, do you, do you typically start with a guitar riff?
1: Um, I, I do actually. It's, it's funny cause my brain, it's, it's strange what we remember. Um, and what we forget, like I always forget, like what did I do with my keys? But I always remember of all people one day watching whatever this morning show was with Regis and Kathy Lee, I think it was. And Kathy Kathy Lee was a a songwriter, I think, maybe or or a singer. I don't know. Someone asked her this question, and um, I don't remember what her answer was. But I remember in that very moment thinking, "Hmm." And I was very young, so I hadn't written any songs of my own yet. But I knew I wanted to someday. Thinking, well, I imagine for me, it will always be the songs, the the song lyrics that come first, which is almost never true. (laughs) Now that I'm actually writing music, it's almost always like a little riff. It gets stuck in my head. Just like day to day, I might be doing something and I'll either get a melodic line stuck in my head or a a melodic line for like a guitar. So it's either something in my head that that I think that should be a vocal melody or that should be a guitar melody. And it'll just kind of stay in my head all day until I get a chance to sit down with my guitar. But often I'm like running from one thing to the next. So This is, I suppose, where I do think technology has benefited us, which often does not. So I'll do like a voice memo, and like kind of hum it. And then that way it's preserved until I can sit down and work with it. So I usually start with that. And then from there, everything else starts to take form. And I'll I'll try to, I usually have like a bank in my head of what I would like to write about. And so from there, I kind of pick, okay, well, this song, maybe I can explore these lyrics. And then it takes form from there. Fantastic. <laughs> a roundabout answer, huh?
0: No, that's great. <laughs> Savoir Fair is joining us tonight on 95.9 WATD. Yeah. I think we have two more songs left. So what great. do you well, want to share with us next?
1: Sure. This song is um, called Sound and Noise, and it kind of speaks to um, my fascination with music and sounds. So when it comes to uh, listening to music and, and really growing up with a love for that, I also became fond of... Um, the audio engineering that comes along with that, like a lot of those early um, like Beatles records and all that, when they started to explore that on like Revolver, clearly has carried on to Radiohead albums, for example, and all that. So um, I'm just so fascinated with how, how sounds work. So that's where this song's coming from.
0: As am I. Let's hear it.
2: You know that this is how it starts gets like all tangled in your brain But it's wider than the sky And it'll cipher all your pain And like a tripsic drug Just one drop is all you need And it'll twist into a tree From one minuscule seed And you'll say, what is the sound?
0: Fantastic. Savoir Fair on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Awesome job on that. Thank you so much. We have to take our final time out. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you?
1: It sure does.
0: All right. Oh, we'll you. be back with more right here on 95.9 WATD. This is Almost Famous. The South Shore's radio station, 95.9 WATD. And for the final time this evening, welcome... To Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across the region. Almost time for Mike Joshua with Rama coming your way at 10 o'clock tonight, taking you till 1 a.m. So stick around. A lot of great music coming your way tonight here on the South Shores radio station. And of course, you can listen online at 95.9 WATD.com. I'm John Shea. We're on the tiny stage for a few more moments with Savoir Faire. How you doing tonight?
1: Good. Thank you.
0: Thank you Thanks again. for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for venturing down to the South Shore.
1: Absolutely. It's been fun.
0: So for those who may have missed the first part of the show, give us your website and any social media links.
1: Sure. The website is SavoirFairMusic.com. So that's S-A-V-O-I-R-F-A-I-R-E-Music.com. Um, it's Savoir Fair Music on Instagram, and it's Savoir Fair on Facebook. But you can find... All of those links, as well as Spotify, Bandcamp, yada, 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 (laughs) on the website.
0: And you've got a show coming up in about a week and a half or so.
1: Yeah, so I'm hosting a show at The Burn. Um, I will not myself be performing, but you'll certainly see me there. And it's called A Guitarist Is. It's the second um, show, I suppose you could say, in the series that I've put on to showcase local guitar heroes, as I like to say it, of all different genres and and backgrounds and, and styles and um, we'll have Donna Vatnick, Amy Mantis, and actually I think Amy's bringing her whole band. So Amy Mantis and The Space Between. Ah, cool. Love Amy. Yeah. Andrew DiMarzo, um, Chris Walton, who's going to be releasing a new single soon. Um, and, and I believe Donna recently released some music too. So it'll be a cool get together and we're raising money for Boys and Girls Club Boston's music clubs too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, In terms of savoir-faire, I've got a couple little shows here and there in December, but the big thing will be December 19th at The Jungle with some other really great acts like Killian Wall and Jocelyn Limmer. Um, Yeah, so... Sounds great. where you can catch
0: me in December. And speaking of new music, there's uh, some new music coming uh, potentially in the new year.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got two singles. Uh, At first, I was going to release them in December, but December's gotten really busy, so I thought, why not just wait until... Right until those roaring 20s. And um, <laughs> so um, I'll be releasing two singles. One's called Creature of Habit, which I didn't play tonight. And I um, I don't think I'll end on it, actually. I'm going to keep keep everyone in anticipation there. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and then the other song we played in 1945. They're two very different sounding songs. And I recorded them. At Baritone Studios, which is a local studio with Devin Dawson producing. And it's been a great experience, a great learning experience for myself. Very different from recording at home in my closet. So you'll get to hear those um, very soon.
0: And your favorite Thanksgiving dish?
1: It's got to be the pie, man.
0: Yes, Pumpkin pie. (laughs) I love pumpkin pie. I'm an apple pie guy myself. Uh,
1: All right. Um, (laughs) My... So my, so Andrew, I mentioned Andrew Moreau plays basically his his parents make a great pumpkin pecan pie. So there's a, those are two of my pies combined in one cool. that I love. Is that so, where you're going? Uh, they'll be actually coming to us nice. this Thanksgiving, which is great. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Uh, so I think we have time for one more song. What are we going up to 10 o'clock with?
1: Well, I'm going to play the title track from the uh, album I put out last December, which is Machine with a Memoir. And um, another thing to know about me, I suppose, is I I really like science fiction stories, (laughs) sci fi movies. So this is sort of a blend of that jazz noir feel and um, sort of like a.
0: a, So nerd jazz.
1: Yeah, sure. We could call it that. Lyrics inspired by like Blade Runner, Terminator, and our current state of technology obsession, (laughs) I suppose you could say.
0: All right, safe for our fair. Get home safely. Thank you again. Happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you soon.
1: Enjoy that apple pie.
0: Thank you. (laughs) You enjoy that pumpkin pie.
1: I always do.
2: Be careful how you love it Be careful how you leave it Warranty not included with creation Be careful how you craft And for now i keep in the territory in a cloud of worry, hurt, and stress but for now you've probably heard a different story, a different dress no gasoline of blue and red, my Binary is worth more instead. No ivory cages built to crack. No love, no dub, no stuff like that. You never have to heal if you never feel the thing that's real. Would you believe a machine with a memoir? I'll make you receive a machine with a memoir. It's got style, it's got class. It'll tell you about every single dream you've had. Would you believe a machine with a memoir? Reminiscence, forget about past, present, and pain. Forget about holding on to your essence, it'll make you feel insane. You, you've heard just how your option is a boundless burden. You've heard just how you're left with the debris. But for now, mistakes are just to bygone Connect and be free No gasoline of blue and red My binary's worth more instead No ivory cane is built to crack No love, no dub, no stuff like that You never have to heal if you never feel The thing that's real A machine with a memoir. I'll make you perceive a machine with a memoir. It's got style, it's got class, it'll tell you about every single dream you've had. Would you believe a machine with a memoir?
3: Thank you.